Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast and Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you for doing that. We have a special guest today, as always, on the B segments. This is the author of The Vegetarian Reset, Vasuda Viswanath. You don't have to remember her name or learn how to spell it. I could not spell it my first time, but it is The Vegetarian Reset, and you can find out more about it at V8Well, the number 8, W-E-L-L dot com. And as usual, we are brought to you by Lice First Naturals, the makers of both True Biotics and Bovine Colostrum. You can go to their website, lifesfirstnaturals.com, to find out more about the randomized controlled trials that show the benefits of both their special True Biotic combination, which is a combination of Lactobacillus GG and Abifido bacteria, as well as Find out more about bovine colostrum and its benefits in preventing both upper respiratory infections and the leaky gut syndrome that often accompanies vigorous exercise or even non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. That's lifesfirstnaturals.com. And our own website is the other co-sponsor, Longevity Playbook. But today we're going to talk food. How did you get into this? It's a very interesting story of how you got into it. So tell us a little bit. You were brought up in Mumbai, India. In Bangalore, actually, which is a city south of Mumbai. And so I grew up in India. I've been a vegetarian all my life. Culturally, a lot of people from India tend to be vegetarian. I moved to the U.S. for grad school. I've been a foodie and a passionate home cook all my life, although it was mostly just for family and friends. All my life, I ate a fair amount of refined grains and not nearly as many vegetables as I thought I was eating. I think, you know, life was all about the food and we love to eat out when my husband and I moved to New York City. So I think my love for food and the cuisines of the world kind of came about just organically throughout my life. This particular episode was inspired by a personal health journey. So about a year after I had my daughter, I was diagnosed pre-diabetic, kind of on the lower end of the range, but I was right there. And it is, I should say, it is common in people of Indian heritage have a much greater predisposition to that, even though they have a nor- what we would call a normal waist-to-height ratio, waist-size So you probably know this, but a BMI of 27, North Americans or North Europeans have a risk of type 2 diabetes of about 2% as opposed to 60% in the Indian and Asian cultures. We don't know why that genetic, but so you were you got into this as almost a cure for your uh, sugar habit. Yeah, and it's sugar that you don't normally, you know, at least the common man doesn't normally tend to think of it as sugar, right? I don't have that big a sweet tooth, but I was eating really high glycemic foods and a fairly 
large quantity of them, be it white rice or bread or pasta, certainly not enough protein, not as many veggies as I should be eating despite being a vegetarian. So I think looking back, it's a classic trap that a lot of plant-based eaters fall into. So at my physical, my doctor told me, you know, minimize your rice and pasta and bread. And I was like, wait a second, what am I supposed to eat instead? Because this is how I've eaten all my life. So that was really what kind of triggered this journey into exploring eating a moderately low-carb diet rooted in whole foods, prioritizing protein and fiber on my plate. I ended up reversing my prediabetes within, you know, about three months. And I've honestly never felt better. So it really inspired my decision to write this cookbook. And so I did cook about four of the recipes in The Vegetarian Reset. I am a true amateur cook, although Jim Perko here and I and Mike Rupain often do videos on cooking in the kitchen with Chef Jim there entitled. But in any case, we did avocado pasta. Do you want to talk to us? So I, I picked out ones that were more, that were easier to cook. Right. And that one is actually a great... I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what they are, and then we'll start with the avocado pasta, the white bean and fennel salad, the curried asparagus soup, and actually, where's the... There it is, shepherd's pie. So I'll let you go through those as, as we did try them, and they are delicious. Great choices, and I'm so honored that you did. There are 75, so we didn't do all 75. Four was four was a, a weekend's worth for us. Avocado pasta. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you got it and why? I should say, when you look for the pasta, you're not going to find uh, grain pasta here. So go ahead and talk. tell us about this. Right. The avocado pasta is inspired by guacamole mainly. So the sauce is very reminiscent of guacamole. Think of your typical kind of spicy guac ingredients. They all go into your blender and they make a sauce. And this is a fantastic no-cook recipe, especially at this kind of peak summer that we're in right now that's like really steamy in New York City, at least. It's completely no-cook. You make the sauce in your blender and you use zucchini noodles or zoodles, as they're affectionately called. You can use any noodles of your choice. I like a lot of legume-based options these days as well. And you just toss them and it's really good. And the recipe gives you 17 grams of fiber, which is a pretty non-trivial amount to get you towards the minimum recommended. It's half of your uh, daily requirement for 348 calories, it says. And the no cook, I actually believe putting it in a blender does involve cooking. <laughs> but anyway, or at least... Let's rephrase it. <laughs> no heat. And then as a uh, even lower calorie and I think lower carb, also with a bunch of protein. And by the way, the first one has 12 grams of protein per serving. So you're not skimping on protein. A lot of that does come from beans. The second one was a white bean and fennel salad. You have it as a side, but we ate it as a main. Yeah, it can be hearty. So yes. tell us about that. Yeah, that's a really easy... Again, as you can say, no cook. Almost. <laughs> right. Well, there is some heat because I, I heat the... Well, I cooked the fennel, although you could have it raw. 
And I also cooked the dressing in this one. And it's actually inspired by an Indian technique of tempering spices that we call tadka. So it's a tadka style dressing where I heat the olive oil and some of the spices and then add it. I think it brings out more of the aromatics in the dressing and you just add it to the beans. I think a lot of people haven't really tried fennel, but it's a fantastic seasonal vegetable and it's definitely one of my favorites in the book. So glad you enjoyed it. The one that was toughest, I'm going to leave for last, which was the uh, shepherd's pie. But I should tell people we are talking to Visuda Viswanath, and you don't have to spell her name. The book is The Vegetarian Reset, which typifies what she did. By the way, they're gorgeous pictures of these recipes on the opposite page. So the photographer should get, I didn't see who the photographer was, but they're gorgeous pictures on this. Yes, she was brilliant. They bring out the dish beautifully. The book, again, is The Vegetarian Reset, and the website is V, as in vegetarian. I guess I was going to use your name. V is in vegetarian, the number eight, and well, W-E-L-L, as vegetarian eight well, or v8well.com is the website, and the book is, of course, The Vegetarian Reset. So the third recipe was a soup, the curried asparagus soup. We skipped the shredded coconut, but other than that, we made this as it was. So it's on page 115 of the book. And again, a gorgeous picture. Somehow there are backgrounds that bring out the dish and the way the dish is served which, of course, in our lingo, makes a heck of a bit of difference that you eat not only with your smell and taste, but also with your eyes. So this is the curried asparagus soup. Tell us about that. How'd you, how'd you get that? Is that a tradition from your mom? Not really. It's, I think it's definitely an Indian tradition to kind of add a little bit of curry powder or masala or spices to really any cuisine and make it quasi-Indian. So it was uh, that was really what I brought to the dish. But I think, you know, it's for those chilly days in spring when you get asparagus, but, you know, it's still a little cold and you can make soup. You can still eat soup even when it's spring. So It's a really easy soup, kind of dump and go. And I really like what you said about the backgrounds and kind of making the food look appealing because you also eat with your eyes. And what I really try to do in this book with all 75 recipes is to just make that decision to eat healthier easy, right? Because you can choose to eat something from this book just because it looks good, it sounds good, and you don't have to really worry about eating healthy because it it just is because going back to whole foods is always a good decision. And literally the first three recipes take you under 15 minutes each at most to prepare. Obviously doing the mise en place or getting that, make sure you're having all the ingredients is key. But the fourth one, the shepherd's pie, took us over an hour to make, but it was worth it. So Tell us about the filling. So the filling is separate from, if you will, the. I'll let you describe it. Yes. It, again, is a beautiful 
picture of it. Thank you. But it tastes even better. So tell us about that. Yeah, so this is a vegetarian take on a shepherd's pie, and the base of the pie is made with lentils, and it has the kind of tomato-based sauce. You cook that with a lot of aromatics, spices, and this is actually a great make-ahead dish. And I think I wanted to have an alternative that felt celebratory. So for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, I think this is a dish that despite being vegetarian and low carb, it's something that will leave people wanting more at the table. And the shepherd's pie is normally topped with a potato mash. Here again, I gave it a low carb twist by using cauliflower. And, you know, when you add the butter and the garlic and the Parmesan, it just makes a pretty dreamy cauliflower mash. And like I said, if you make it ahead, then the next day it becomes even easier to slice and serve. Is there something we could use instead of the butter? I think you could use vegan butter. You could also just use olive oil, although it might not give you as rich. It it would just be a slightly different taste. But I think you could definitely use either vegan butter or olive oil. We used a combination of avocado oil and olive oil. Yeah, that's a good idea. It did taste great. But we that was our, since we don't do butter, that was our modification. The book is called The Vegetarian Reset. And I can tell you from at least these four recipes, it's delightful and wonderful. So I haven't given you full, I commanded the order of the conversation. So Vasuda, as there's something else you'd like to say, it is the book called The Vegetarian Reset. And I will tell you that the total cooking time for those four recipes was under two hours. They were literally four different meals. So thank you for that, for myself. But tell us what else you, if there's anything else you'd like to say other than the recipes are delicious and a way of going into vegetarianism with delight and it isn't just plain salads or even salad a day or multiple salads a day it is delightful foods so what else can would you like to add yeah thank you for all of that i'm so honored that you cooked my recipes and enjoyed them i think i just want to say what i mean by a reset why did i call the book the vegetarian reset I think of it as a reset of your preferences, because as you eat more and more whole foods, minimally processed foods, closest to nature, you start developing a reset of your preferences and your palate. And over time, you start to gravitate more towards these foods because you start to think about not just how you feel during the meal, you start to think about how good you feel after the meal and even a few days after. I think this is something that you say often, and it's certainly a sentiment that I share. I want to try to help people love food that loves them back. And that was really the whole philosophy behind the Vegetarian Reset. This has been episode 1159B. The bees are always wonderful guests, and the book is a wonderful Delightful Treat, The Vegetarian Reset, V8, the number eight. Well, I guess it's a play on vegetarian eat well with V as vegetarian, eight, the number eight, and well, W-E-L-L dot com. 
easier to get on Amazon than that, uh, maybe. Yeah, I would say just Google the vegetarian reset and go from there. The vegetarian reset. Thanks again. We, of course, are brought to you by Lice First Naturals, the makers of True Biotics, with their randomized controlled study shown both improvement in functioning of your gut and maybe a decrease in urinary tract infections and a decrease in osteoarthritis or at least bone loss with true biotics and their combination of probiotics in their true biotic brand, as well as bovine colostrum. Go to Lice First Naturals to see their randomized control data on that. Or you can go to our website, Longevity Playbook, and go through the library that talks about supplements, as well as 180 other things. But there are 15 supplements that have more data on benefit over risk so that you should discuss them with your practitioner. And one of the things you can discuss with your partner in the kitchen, if you have one, as I'm lucky enough, is the Vegetarian Reset. 50,000 or so downloads a week. Thank you, as you're why we do this. Thank you also to Vasuda for making such a colorful, wonderful, tasting, and I suppose interesting book that stimulates great tastes. Thanks again. We'll be back next week. We hope you are.